iglesia bien no no spanish we have a problem pastor we we need to do something no all right first of all thank you so much for uh, travel to costa rica it was our pleasure to have you and you know I, I brought just only one request. Please try to come back. Uh, we, we really enjoyed uh, having you there, especially with the ping pong tournament, you know. <laughs> but uh, please consider to come back and we would love to, to host you again. Uh, we, we have um, a little table over there at the lobby we brought some Costa Rican coffee and we have some t-shirts and also jewelry that some of the students from the Hope Center did. Um, we, we brought all of that to cover our expenses. We are traveling here for the entire month. So if you have the chance to stop by and help us, you know, that will be uh, wonderful for us. And I brought greetings from all the staff. Uh, and they are, you know, praying for you guys. And again, from the bottom of our heart, thank you so much for, you know, uh, help us with our uh, ministry. Keep us in, in your prayers. We also have some cards over there that if you want to uh, consider to support and pray for our missionaries, you can uh, pick them up. But this evening, I'm going to try to do my best sharing the word of God. You know, always is a challenge. Uh, to share God's word because there's many times that you want to say things but that's not probably what the Holy Spirit wants to say so I'm going to try to do my best please pray for me because sometimes when you are not speaking in your own language it's a little difficult Pastor Israel had um, he did great because one of my daughters translate for him so you know um, we enjoyed that. By the way, that was a great message, Pastor, and hope you can come back again to uh, teach us the Word of God in another moment. But uh, if you have your Bible uh, here, if not, just find a Christian that you can sit with. We are gonna we're gonna try to see a couple things in the Book of Exodus. Are you looking for a Christian, brother? <laughs> It's it, well, hey, that happens to me many times. That happened to me many times. So you got it. Hallelujah. Hey, he has his Bible. I will listen. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, brother. Well, I have a question this evening. Do you believe in miracles? Hey, I'm going to repeat the question. Do you believe in miracles? Well, not everybody say yes or amen. So, you know, I'm here this evening to tell you that the God that I serve is the master one doing miracles. And he is a true expert doing that. And, you know, when Winston Churchill, many, many years ago, 
uh, found himself lost because Hitler was going to invade England, he said the only thing he had left to do was to pray. And prayer chains were created all around the country. And Hitler was on his way, but he never arrived. We don't know what, what stopped him in his way. Apparently, there was an intense fog. So he turned back and never, never returned. After that, the Queen of England shared a thought that they still maintain. I fear more an army of people praying than a military army. Miracles always happen, but you need to pray and you need to ask God for miracles. And again, we are going to try to condense uh, the message and, and try to see four miracles that happen in Exodus chapter uh, 12 and 14. But let me let me share with you first King 845. First King 845. The, the Bible says, then hear though in heaven their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause. First King 828. Did have due respect unto the prayer of thy servant and do his supplication. O Lord my God, to hurt to unto the cry, to the prayer which the servant prayed before thee to pray. And, and we, we need to understand that if, if you have the way to explain what just happened, it's not a miracle. But if you don't have the words and you can say, hey, this is what happened, A, B, C, it's because, you know, God just did it. But if you say, hey, this is what happened, one, two, and three, that wasn't a miracle. And, and we, are, we, are, we are here in Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12, and we're going to go to verse uh, 31 and 33, all right? 12, 31 to 33. And he called Moses and Aaron by night and said, Raise up and get you forth from among of my people, both ye and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as ye have said. Also take your flocks and your herd, and ye have said, and be gone, and bless me also. And the Egyptians were urging upon the people, and they might send them out to the land in haste. For they said, We be all dead men. The first miracle that we are going to see here is in the social political world. Yes, you heard me right. The social political world. Just, just remember that all of these labors right there in Egypt, they were being slaves for 400 years. So 
Let me make just a, a parenthesis to try to explain you this uh, in a better way. In Costa Rica, we have the same problem that you have here in the States. We have like 600,000, listen, 600,000 people from Nicaragua living with us. And they came to Costa Rica to work. And they are doing the work that our Costa Rican guys don't want to do anymore. The same happened here in the States with the people from, you know, Mexico, from the rest of Central America. And, you know, even that sometimes we say, huh, we don't want them, we need them, period. Because in Costa Rica, you know, to, to get all the sugar cane, to pave the roads, to do things like this, we use, you know, all of them. Again, because my people, they don't want to work. So that's what is happening here in Exodus chapter 12. All the workers, you know, got to the point that a simple guy, Moses, heard the voice of God. And he was, Lord, listen, I escaped from, from there and you are sending me back? Yes, you have to go back. They've been waiting for more than 400 years to get out of Egypt. And you are the person that is going to do the miracle. So just imagine Moses. Lord, I don't know if I can do this. But in your name, I will go. So the Bible, the Bible says that, you know, they were there 400 years and they were released because God made the miracle. God made the miracle. So if, if that happens in my country and 600,000 people go away, I don't know what we're going to do next day and next week. But, you know, in, in, in that context, we're going to see the second miracle, which we, we can find in Exodus chapter 14, verse 1 and 3. And, and that's what the Bible says. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and camp before Fihahiroth, between Migdol and the sea, over against baal Sephon before it shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are engladded in the land, the wilderness hath shut them in. So the second miracle that we are going to see here is in the geographical context. Okay? Why? Pharaoh was a professional, and he was a military strategist. So he was saying, these guys don't know what are they doing. They have the Red Sea in their backs, they have the mountains in the front, and there's no way to escape 
to the right or to the left. So, this is a piece of cake. I will go and bring them back and I'm going to put them to work. That was what Pharaoh was, you know, thinking. But we are going to see a geographical miracle. Moses is over there and, and he's, Lord, what are we going to do now? Moses, what do you have in your hand? And that's part of the sermon that I preached back in, in, in March when I came here. Hey, this is a road. Uh, this is a piece of wood because I'm a shepherd. Well, just use that and touch the water and the sea is going to be wide open. So Moses was trusting in the Lord's voice. And here we are. In your name, Lord. And just, you know what happened. God, you know, opened the Red Sea for them. So the first miracle in the social political. And the second miracle is in the geographical context. The third miracle that we want to we wanna read is in the provision, in the provision. Exodus chapter 16, verse 1 and 4. Exodus chapter 16, 1 and 4. The Bible says, And they took their journey from Elim, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai. And for the fifteenth day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt, and the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and we and when we did eat bread to the full, for ye have bought, brought us for into this wilderness to kill this people assembly with hunger. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I'll, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I might prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. The third miracle provision. They forgot that they were working 400 years as a slave. They forgot that. They forgot that God, you know, opened the Red Sea. And they are in the middle of the wilderness, hungry. And they start to complain. They start to, to say, you know, bad things. And here's the mercies of heaven making a miracle again. We are going to provide you 
we say in Spanish, mana, manna. So the Lord provided manna for his people. But again, what is the problem? The problem is that the children of Israel forgot everything. So here's God one more time trying to refresh their minds. God is, is saying, okay, you guys are hungry? Listen, you don't have to remember Egypt. You, you are in a new way. You are, you are in a new world. And let me stop here for just one second. Don't ever forget that every singular time that you and me find in the Bible, Egypt represents the world. The world with all the desires. The world and the flesh. The world and the sin. And, and here we are in the middle of the wilderness. Oh, our pots. Oh, our fish. Our meat. And, and guys, I don't know if, if you are in the middle of the wilderness of your life. I don't know if, if God is allowing you to face a, a tough time. But, but let me tell you, the Lord brought me from Costa Rica to remind you that you need to trust in him. You don't need to start to think, oh, I remember. No. Just open your Bible and read his promises. And God will provide for your needs in a miracle way. God will do it. One more. Exodus chapter 17 verse 8. Exodus chapter 17, verse 8. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out. Fight with Amalekite too narrow, and I will stand on the top of the hill with the road of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said, to him and fought with Amalekite and Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. What is the miracle here? God will help you in the battle. God will help you in the battle. So I don't know what are you facing. I don't know what is your battle today. Uh, this morning, when we were leaving Gadsden, Alabama, a, a, a good friend of us sent uh, some pictures. His, her brother, her brother got COVID and some other things, and he he was facing 
this morning some amputation cutting his fingers and that was the worst fingers that I ever seen in my entire life totally black and I was with with Dr. Echeverry last night and Dr. Echeverry said I never seen something like that in my life then Dr. Echeverry showed me another picture with a, a 33 years old guy that he has like a lipoma that it was like this. I'm not lying to you, right, Gabby? It was like this. And he had that lipoma hanging from here to the floor for about three years. And he was going to take it out. What is the battle that you are facing? You know something? If you ask God for a miracle, he can do it. I was visiting um, Georgia two weeks ago. By the way, go dogs. You know, that's, that, that's extra. But I was visiting a church there, and the preacher was speaking. And he was saying, last January, my wife went to, you know, do some tests. And, you know, they said, she has cancer. A month later, she started with all the medicine. And three weeks, uh, three months later, the Lord did a miracle. And she was clear. No more cancer. So we praise God when we got the bad news and we praise God when, when he healed her. But six months later, here's the news again. She has cancer. And she's going to have um, a surgery in two days. And, and they're going to start medicine. And he's saying, I'm afraid. I'm a human being. You know, I have skin. I have flesh. But I'm trusting in the Lord. And I'm asking him if it's possible to have another miracle. But I ask you at the beginning, do you believe in miracles? And most of you say yes. But probably you are afraid to say, Lord, Lord Almighty God, help me. Lord, I need your divine intervention in my life. And I don't know if in the same way that the, the children of Israel were, you are. Because maybe you need, you need to pray and say, hey, Lord, I need, I need a miracle in my social, political world. Lord, I need, I need a new job. Lord, I need, I need to find a new spot for my life. Lord, I need a miracle. Help me, Jesus. Maybe you need a miracle in your geographical world. Maybe you are praying for a piece of land. Maybe the church is praying to buy 
something that is next door. I don't know if you are trying to sell a piece of property. Hey, don't be afraid to say, Lord, help me. Lord, we need your miracle. Don't be afraid to say that. My God will listen your voice. And I don't know if you are facing the wilderness right now. God is here to tell you, I did it in the past. I can do it today. And if I want, I can do it tomorrow. Because my God is the one that provides in the past. And my God is the one that is providing in the present. And he will provide in the future. Couple weeks. It's going to be Christmas. 2023 is going to be here if he, if he doesn't come earlier. And you know what is going to happen around January 1st, January 2nd? I, how are we going to do it this year? I don't know. I have so many bills. I have to pay this. I have to do this. Lord, this is the, the, the year that I'm going to start the diet. You know, that's, that's when, you know, January 1st, January 2nd, we are going to, you know, say all of those prayers. Lord, this year, I'm going to pay more attention to my wife. Hey, that, that was a good time to say yes, amen. And you miss it. You miss it. But, you know something? The same God that provides you during the pandemic, and before the pandemic help you during 2022. And he is already in 2023 and 2024. And let me tell you, he's not going to be late. He will provide you in his perfect time. But we need to ask him for a miracle. We need to ask him, Lord, please help us provide. We need your intervention. But maybe you are fighting. Maybe you are in the middle of the battle. Could be with yourself. Or maybe could be with something outside of you. Can you say a prayer this evening? Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I can't fight anymore. Lord, help me. I've been serving the Lord for 30 years, and I'm not tired of praying for miracles. I'm not tired. Every day of my life, I, I pray. Hope that this is the microphone, not my stomach. <laughs> but every, every day of my life, I say, see, preacher, gotta be the microphone. Every day of my life, I said, Jesus, thank you. 
because I don't know what you saw in my life. Thank you for allowing me to be full-time in your ministry. I can do it. If something is going to happen, Lord, it is because your strength, your power have to do it. So let me let me go back. Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe? Are you praying for miracles? Let me finish. Sunday I was visiting a pastor in um, Gadsden, Alabama. And the pastor was telling me, hey, Jose, you know, the Lord gave us this beautiful church. And we, you know, we, we got a loan and we have to pay this. And my plan was to pay it, you know, uh, like this, 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 and finish everything around um, 20, 24, 25. But the other day, Jose, the other day, God surprised me. And he brought a couple, a new couple here that, you know, they, they said, hey, we've been looking for a church and uh, we are so happy that, you know, the Lord brought us here. So they start to attend the church and they say, Pastor, can we see you tomorrow? Yes. So they went over there and said, Pastor, you know, for like the last three years, we couldn't attend a church. But we, we've been saving our tithes. And here's a donation, $20,000. Wow. So the pastor was, Lord, this is a miracle. So we are not going to finish in 2024. So maybe we're going to finish in 2023. So when he was praying, another couple, you know, came to his office. Come on in. Hey, brother. You know, the Lord put in our hearts to give you a donation for the, you know, church payment. They gave him a, a check. Hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand. My goodness gracious! I need their address and their uh, <laughs> and the and the phone number, man. But you know what? The preacher was, Lord, the miracle is even greater. Lord, we are like this to finish up with the payment. So he said, Lord, maybe we are going to finish in 2022. So his congregation, his family, you know, everybody there is so excited seeing God's miracle. Are you excited for next miracle in your life? Are you excited to see the next miracle that God is going to do here in your church? Are you excited to see the next miracle that he's going to do in your life? Let me finish. Are you willing to receive a miracle? Pastor.